0: Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Okay, we are getting clear on evaluations and what they are and how they show up.
1: Yes. So for instance, you are a ghost right now, Heather, on the YouTube video, you're a ghost. Because we don't see you. I just want that to be known that we don't see you and you're a ghost.
0: Saying I'm a ghost is an evaluation. The observation would be that you cannot see me on the screen right now.
1: Exactly. (laughs) And that's the end of our show, folks. (laughs) That's
0: (laughs) That's all all we have (laughs) to
1: say. Yep. Easy. But yet it's not. If they're not confused, what I find is that many people think that they do not use evaluations and then they are using them, and they don't seem to have an awareness that they're using them, then that can really, I think, make a conversation, especially in a conflict situation, much more complex. How so? Well, because then people can take offense or not enjoy what they're hearing when they're hearing an evaluation, but the other person thinks that they're not being evaluative. Being evaluative is even an evaluation, that they're not saying something that is not an observation or a feeling or a need or a quest. They're not tracking that. They think, I'm just telling you how it is. I'm just telling you the truth. It is what it is. And then there's more layers of the argument that happen can get really confusing. And I think it helps too for the person that's receiving the information because there are times when you're going to say evaluations or your judgments or your thoughts. like That happens in conversations, even in hard conversations. But if someone is able to have clarity when they're saying, this is what I think, I think that you are a ghost right now, you know, I'm owning that. I'm not putting that on you about what you are. I'm owning that. And so you can either take it on and agree with it, or you can have more of a place to be like, okay, well, that's what you think, but that's not how it is. So I just think on both sides of the equation, it's helpful, whether you're the person that's speaking the judgment or thought and naming it as a judgment or a thought and whether you're the person receiving it, even if it's hard to hear. I mean, sometimes people share thoughts and they name it as a thought and it's still very hard for the other person to receive that, but it's a little bit, I think, easier for them hopefully to disentangle from it because it's not them. It's not what is reality. It's just the other person's thoughts which are not necessarily reality either. That's a lot that I just said. Are you tracking that? It's hard to know because I honestly can't see you. So I can't (laughs) see your facial expression or anything. I am tracking it. And
0: I was going to say something about how oftentimes it seems like we kind of mask an evaluation as the truth. You know, I'm just telling you how
1: how it it is. is. Yeah. And then it's not landing for the other person because it's not how it is for the other person. Because it's a thought, it's not based in something that you can actually pin down, see, hear, touch by feeling it, right? When you state more of those kinds of things, then it's a place that, okay, I can see that's what is. It gives you a starting point. So let's give some examples. I think examples can be very helpful and maybe It will help people wrap their heads a little bit more around. I think anytime you say you are, what comes after is typically going to (laughs) be an evaluation or a thought or a judgment, unless it's something like you are walking across the grass, (laughs) right? Like he is going to the bathroom. When you say those things, yes, those are observations. And we can probably agree upon, you know, she is singing right now. Those are all observations. So when you use the verb to be like that, then those are observations. That's what's happening out in reality that we can agree upon. But if you say, he is over the top, or she is never on time, or she is very inconsiderate, he is super smart, all yeah, of those I mean, are judgments.
0: Yeah, um, all of those are judgments. And like you said, anytime you're telling someone how they, quote unquote, are, To you, that's going to usually be pretty judgment laden Hmm. language.
1: Yeah, Marshall Rosenberg. That's kind of what he built NVC all around. Was that he really thought that labeling people was doing more damage in the way of connection than the opposite. You know, and we use labels as shortcuts. I mean, he's an alcoholic. You know, most people would agree what it means to be an alcoholic but we don't say that we say he's an alcoholic and even if you say it to a person who does drink five cases of beer a day, every day, you might say you're an alcoholic and they're still not going to believe you, but you can say, I see you drinking five cases of beer a day for the last seven days. And that's what is. So there's again, a place to have some agreement and it is what is. Just when you use that example, there's implied judgment
0: there. It seems like, or you can infer some judgment from an observation. If you were to tell someone, I've seen you drink 10 cans of beer every night for the last... Last three weeks, they wouldn't be like, cool, that's awesome. There would be something implied there,
1: like, oh, yeah,
0: maybe that could be a problem.
1: Yes. And that's where in NVC world, you're not just stating the observation. Ideally, you're stating some feelings and some needs associated with that. If you're giving empathy, yeah, and I'm wondering if you're feeling very overwhelmed and you're just needing some ease and some kind of support and stability, you know, or fun, is that what's going on for you? Like that's where you would lead. Or I see you drinking five cases of beer a day for the last seven days and I'm feeling really concerned and it has to do with well-being. That's what you would say rather than you're an alcoholic and you're Mm -hmm. having some problems here that we need to take care of. The person is not going to hear that very easily because they're going to be wrapped up on, am I that? And I don't think I'm that. And why are they saying that? And then they get into defensive mode because they're trying to wrap their head around. What is it that you're saying about them? yeah, like that's not true. When you don't stick with actual tangible facts, especially in a conflict situation, it just makes it so much more confusing, I think, for folks.
0: So do you have any tips for being able to recognize these evaluations?
1: Well, usually if the person that you're talking to seems upset, that's probably a clue that they are receiving what you're saying as evaluative or judgmental. You know, I think, again, if you're going to say judgments or you have thoughts, we do have thoughts. And when we're in conversations, we want to share. How can you own a thought as a thought? Are you open to hearing a thought I have? I'm having thoughts. Yeah. This is not necessarily what is. This is just my thinking about it. I'm having some thoughts that you don't care instead of saying you don't care. Or
0: saying, I feel like you don't care. Because as we've talked about, that's A, not a feeling, and B, feelings can be very difficult to refute. So if you have your feeling, I think I can't tell you
1: that you don't have that feeling. Right. So then it becomes very confusing for the person that received it because you're like, well, that's what they're feeling. They're feeling like I don't care. And how can I say that that isn't so? Well, the reason why they're feeling confused in that moment is because that wasn't actually a feeling. There was a judgment and they want to be able to say something about that. Like that's not actually how it is. Maybe you're having a need for care, but what was it that I did or what was it that I said that brought up this need for care? I don't know if I'm making this any more clear. I have thoughts I have attempted to share this in many different ways over time just because it's such a critical thing in our conversations i find it's such a make or break move you towards connection move you away when there's judgments in the conversation people have to work so much harder to stay in a place of compassion with one another that's mm-hmm. a good line right there i'm going to say it again when there's judgments in a conversation people have to work so much harder to stay in compassion with one another. Whereas if you take the judgments out and you still have to share difficult things about observations or even owning your thoughts for that matter and what your needs are, it's not like it becomes easy and it's not like you're going to have, ah, everything's fine in the conversation. It still can be pretty dicey, but Judgments in a conversation can pretty much eliminate the compassion that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, they tend to add a very complicated and usually painful
1: layer. Yes. So I hope that helps folks with a little bit more clarity. I know when I used to teach this at Community Connections, this was a piece that sometimes people have a super hard time wrapping their heads around, and yet it's a very key component to the NVC process. So, yes. And our empathy warm line
0: number is 850-706-0488. Thanks all. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.bcb.com. TheBigBMethod.com. That's wwt And remember, empathy first.